Welcome to the Holy Maneuver Podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Mike. We're two hard-working dads trying to immerse ourselves in Star Wars and fit it into our everyday busy lives. If this is your first time listening, in the short-form Star Wars podcast, we'll share our thoughts on different topics from a galaxy far, far away. Hey Mike, what kind of spaceship did Luke fly in grade school? I honestly have no idea what kind of spaceship he flew in grade school. What is it, Mark? An ABC wing. That would get him detention for sure. Alright guys, uh, so we have been inundated over the past few days with uh, Star Wars Celebration going on in Anaheim, California uh, for Star Wars Celebration 2022. Uh, so what we're going to kind of do this week since uh, we have this episode and then an episode covering part three of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series uh, just coming up like in less than a week, we're going to kind of cover a little bit in this episode and then the rest of it in that episode to kind of not have the entire episode just be all the Star Wars Celebration news. So with that, I will let Mike take the first news segment. Star Wars news today, and or showrunner says series will totally reevaluate what you know about legacy characters. What are your thoughts on that one, Mark? Very interesting, especially, uh, so like Mon Mothma, obviously she's going to have a little bit more of a... Uh, a starring role in this than more than just many Bothans die to bring us this information from Return of the Jedi. Uh, she was in deleted scenes from, uh, re- not Return, from <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Uh, she's been in Rogue One now, and now she's going to get, like, basically, it, it seems like, well, we're going to talk about this in a moment, but she's gonna have this kind of like side-by-side book ending uh, storyline going on at the same time as Cassie and Andor in the Andor series so that's kind of a cool thing to that we're gonna be seeing at least in the Andor series uh, I want to know I, I'm very curious because I very I know very little about Mon Mothma I know who she is I know pretty much it I from Rogue One mostly uh, when he I wonder what he means by like the heroic characters and painting them in an unsettling light. Like I'm curious, it draws me in. It got my attention, but yeah. what does that mean? Well, like we know that way that we saw, like we were introduced to Cassie in, in Rogue One. He's ba- he basically like shoots that dude in, in cold blood that he's mm-hmm. trying to get the info from. So it might be playing on that a bit where like, we're like spoiler alert to anyone that hasn't seen Rogue One yet, but like by, <laughs> by the, by the end of Rogue One, Cassian has been redeemed, you know, and he sacrifices himself and everything. But I'm I'm betting that this Andor series is gonna kind of play a bit with uh, like morality and like what exactly uh, kind of defines him as a hero. What doesn't define him as a hero is he more of like an anti-hero, uh, and like what ends justify the means to basically be a part of like the rebel alliance and not to go too much into the the same kind of uh, morality that like the empire is kind of saying for the the greater good of what they're they're doing for like the galaxy and whatnot so well then, in, in rogue one correct me if i'm wrong wasn't he kind of tortured by something in his past yeah so like uh in this trailer uh like it um we, we kind of see, like, these two different storylines going on. We see a little bit going on with Cassian. And then we see a little bit with Mon Mothma, where, like, she's she's at, like, some kind of, like, big... Looks almost like a Senate kind of, like, party. And she's got, like, this big fake smile on her face. And then, like, as she's walking away, like, if it just, like, kind of melts and fades away from her face. So you can see kind of, like, how she's trying to, like, put on, like, this facade to basically help with like kind of with like these connections and with building relationships for what will eventually become you know the the rebel alliance and yeah and yeah if it's like anything like real politics you're just going to get the dirty side where every politician's got some dirt and you're just probably going to reveal that yeah if you've ever and, seen the show this, Ozark, it'll be like that, in my, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I actually haven't seen Ozark. Um, but, I don't know, this trailer looked really interesting, just because of the way it was shot. It, it looks very different 
than a lot of some of the more recent projects that we've seen. It 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 definitely fits with Rogue One with stylistically like how it looks like with the like the color palette and everything. It looks like a lot of this bleak. Yeah, it, like it was shot. I believe a lot of it was shot in the like in the volume and stagecraft, but I think also it was some of it was shot on location too. It looks like more so. And then I said I said a little bit ago, but our our friends that the live action Star Wars podcast they did like this hour long breakdown of this trailer, um, and it's a that's a great breakdown. So if you want to hear like a really in depth breakdown of this trailer, like beat by beat by beat for that, that's definitely something to check out. Uh, but like they were pointing out, uh, I noticed like some of like the the guns in the trailer looked like more like earthly kind of guns, like they looked like AK forty sevens, like with bullets rather than like laser blaster guns. So that that could be interesting if it's like because that one planet that we see looks like it's more of like a uh, not as technologically advanced. But like when it's, you see the Did ship they come to Earth, is that what you're hinting at? <laughs> yeah, maybe there you go. Uh, that this this one's not so long time ago in a galaxy far mm-hmm. away. But yeah, no, but I like, didn't notice you, that. Yeah, you like, see that like that is interesting. Like native tribe seeing like the spaceship land, so maybe there could be like that same planet. But <laughs> when I saw that scene, my first thought was, "Is this Willow?" Like that's my mind went to Willow for some reason. Oh yeah, they did release a, a Willow trailer at Celebration too, for the that new TV series. Uh, but yeah, like this this trailer is really interesting. I'm, I'm kind of hoping. Or maybe that we might see, uh, like maybe we'll see Ben Mendelsohn as Krennic in there somewhere, possibly, or uh, maybe uh, uh, Mads Mikkelsen as Galen Erso. Oh, I'm well. sure he'll be in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm I'm just love me some Mads. So that's yeah. a plus. I'm I'm just I I just really liked the look of this trailer. Uh, it got me more excited for it. We also found out a release date for it finally as well. It's going to be the the very last day of August. So, when when they said late late summer, they they were kind of like really pushing the boundary yeah, of cutting it close of late summer there. Twenty uh, and, days, <laughs> and that's going to premiere with the first two episodes too that day, just like Obi Wan did. Um, yeah, I mean week. this trailer. I loved Rogue One, and I, when I watched this trailer, I, I got some chills. Let me tell you. Yeah, what like it what just, was your favorite uh, like kind of moment from that? I didn't really have a favorite moment from the trailer. Just the overall vibe it was laying down just got me excited for this series. Like, I'm very yeah. intrigued because they got the, the bell ringer of all things stood out to me. Oh, yeah. Like, the opening shot of him ringing that bell. Like, what the hell? Like, I wanted to, why? And then I was trying to figure out, because it's supposed to take place between the prequels and episode four, right? Yeah, so it's, it's meant to take... So what they've said is that like the end of season two is basically gonna like bring us like butt up right against where we first meet Cassian in Rogue One. Okay. So kind of like the same way Rogue One butts up right against where we see like like the beginning of A New Hope start right. and the end of that. It's gonna almost be like kind of like if you watched Andor into Rogue One into a new hope hope. (laughs) it's just going to be like a through line all the way from start to finish in that because when i um you see the stormtroopers you don't see the clone troopers and then but you see the ships from the prequels that were the clone troopers arrive on yeah i was just obviously you're going to save money and use the same equipment until it's broke but i'm just curious because if they're talking about weapons looking ancient with bullets if you will it's like there's a, in my mind just now, it's just interesting to see like, is there financial strife with everyone? Like, is that what the Senate's battling about? Just lots of thoughts come to mind with that revelation that those guys over at the live action Shaw. Yeah, and, and there was a, there was a, there's a like you said, there's a quick shot of like uh, clone trooper armor in here, which is. In like the past year, we've gotten uh, clone trooper armor, like practical clone trooper armor, for like the first time since like when they shot the the prequels. It was all CG uh, clone trooper armor. But between the Book of Boba Fett, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and this Andor trailer, we've now seen 
practical clone trooper armor, which I'm assuming is just the the real life 501st uh, crew, like how they had them come in for the end of season one of Mando. Uh, it's probably right. them with their the, their own practical suits. That way, Lucasfilm doesn't have to go out and <laughs> and fabricate some clone trooper armor. Not that they couldn't afford it. But. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely. Uh, be covering Andor the same way that we're doing Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, when that starts at the end of August. Uh, Definitely but, excited for Andor. Definitely. Yeah. Now go from there. Uh, briefly touch on a new action figure uh, that was released. Uh, I'll let Mike take away with that. Yep, they released uh, the Black Series Reva or the Third Sister which is only fitting because of her role in Obi-Wan. Um, yeah. I'm assuming it's not the first black figurine released because of Finn, but... Oh, no, sorry. So, the, it's just the branding, the black series. No, 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 I, no, I understand that. I'm just like, my mind went to race because she is an African-American oh, yeah. woman. But yeah, uh, yeah, so like this with this series, these are like these more like highly detailed, like, figures oh yeah it looks amazing and i kind of got out of getting like these like higher um detailed action figures basically after revenge of the sith because i i went way too much in mm-hmm. on like i think i bought pretty much all of the action figures for that like i was contemplating uh they had because they have a pre-order up for the the black series of uh for obi-wan kenobi of the obi-wan kenobi one for the series and like for what's really weird about like how they're doing merchandising for a lot of like the more recent movies and shows and stuff is that like it doesn't come out until like well after the show is done because uh like they have a lego set coming out for for obi-wan kenobi uh but that's like i don't think that's gonna be coming out until like july uh and then like some of these action figures aren't coming out until later this year as well so how much of it is marketing versus supply line? Like right now, we're in a time where supply line just is awful. Yeah, and then I also wonder if it's like a thing with spoilers because a lot of the times I was going to go there next. Yeah. Yeah, like toy companies will get like these previs concepts of like what characters are going to look like. So that's why sometimes toys come with different things, or there's uh, toys that are a version of a character that doesn't actually end up doing that in the film. Like, uh, like a good example of that is that Funko released a Funko pop of the Hulk, uh, breaking out of the Hulk buster for infinity war, which originally was going to happen in the movie. Now, but then they like changed the whole thing. So that banner is, is, is just banner through the entire infinity war movie. So now it's like a kind of like right. a, a, a what if toy almost basically, so I, I I like like this higher end uh, of toys that they do too. They also uh, Hasbro does uh, like this line of Black Series uh, for like prop replicas too. Uh, so they have like Darth Vader's helmet that they're doing. Haslab also announced uh, that they're doing like a a full size life um, uh, like one for one replica of. I don't remember. Is her is her name pronounced Reva or Reva in the show? I don't remember. They say Re- I heard Reva a lot. Okay. Pretty sure it's Reva. Okay. That just but makes me again th- for me and Han, you. Th- Han. Yeah, for me and you, that just makes me think of a skating rink in in our home. Exactly. <laughs> but it's now uh, a dump. They turned it into a scrapyard. That, so that that is a reference that. Very few people listening to this, if if any, will understand <laughs> other than possibly just me and you. Uh, but I, I side note, Evo Roller Drome. Yeah, side note. When uh, we were watching Stranger Things earlier today, and exactly. We, I was we watched bring that up too. <laughs> we wa- I'm not going to spoil that show, but we were watching an episode that took place in a skating rink, and I just said to my wife, I was like, "Oh, remember, remember <laughs> the skating rink." Uh, but yeah. I said to mine, I was like, Reva never looked like that. Yeah. And if it did, it was before we went there. Yep. Uh, but yeah, anyways, going, going from that, uh, speaking about Obi-Wan, uh, Obi-Wan is also now available in the, 
that video game Fortnite, uh, which my son Patrick plays. Uh, I play off and on. I I will basically only play with like him, mm-hmm. or but it's like never played a lick of it. So. Yeah. Uh, and I'll only play it because of like because of like skins like this. Like like I told him I would only ever play if they added Superman or Spider Man. And with within the past year they added Superman and then they added Spider Man. <laughs> and then now they added Obi Wan Kenobi. So I was like, Alright, well it's like I guess I have to get Obi Wan Kenobi now in the game too. <laughs> and uh, I bought our yeah, because that's that's how they get you at this game too. Because then you have to buy right. like all these like skins and stuff. They had they added Moon Knight recently, like in the past month or so too. And I, I was like, I had to buy that. I have to buy the superhero <laughs> named Mark with a C. So, mm. but or is it Steven? Oh yeah. Well, you can actually be both because you can switch the the costume. Oh, you so can switch it, to the Thai one and then the yeah, Egyptian so you can, one. Yeah, so you can either be Moon Knight or Mister Knight while you're playing it, but. In uh, in this Fortnite skin for Obi Wan, uh, he's looking like he does in the Obi Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. So it's it's that version of Obi Wan. Like a couch potato dad. Yeah, he's got. He basically kind of looks like he uh, does in uh, part two of mm-hmm. the series. He got his. He has his backpack. He's got that knife that he's using to cut the the meat. Um, right. And then oh, there's a. It looks like there's a a mode, an emote that looks like the someone holding like the uh, uh like the bounty like that little disc that shows like the like the holographic bounty for him and mm-hmm. then uh like your the thing that you can kind of like you know parachute in onto the island on is his jedi starfighter from revenge of the sith <laughs> and attack of the clones so like the, um, i don't think that's going to be a spoiler for the show because i wouldn't want to assume that's going to show up in the show so if anything that's like the only thing of his in the game that isn't immediately connected to the Disney Plus version of him. But speaking of one Jedi survivor... Looks like uh, the official teaser trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor has dropped. And being someone who suffers from small inner ears and terrible motion sickness, I've never played a Star Wars video game past... uh, what is it? The first Battlefront that came out for PC. Oh yeah. So, it looks amazing. The graphics look great. Um, it definitely would make me dizzy trying to play this game. But yeah, and this Star Wars games are always very intricate, from what I can tell. And this trailer is interesting too. It's a very. It's definitely very much a teaser. Uh, I think the the only spoiler in this trailer, as far as relation to the first game, is that. Uh, Cal Kestis survives the events of the first game so that he's in a sequel to that game uh, and that the game is called Jedi Survivor. Uh, but it's fitting. There's like there's this whole thing in here where, where it looks uh, like there, it, there might be a clone or something like he, like he comes against in a, a Bacta tank. And so I'm curious about what that is. If it's this is also set five years after. Uh, Fallen Order, which uh, lines it up directly with the same time as Obi-Wan Kenobi is taking place. So I'm also wondering, uh, like the Inquisitors show up in this game too. They showed up in the first game. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be any kind of crossover. I'm like I'm okay with like characters standing on their own being like in their own separate things so it just makes me wonder if there's mm-hmm. going to be any like the the bd droid uh, that kale has in this they're also mm-hmm. doing they announced they're doing a lego set of that that you'll be able to mm-hmm. build bd1 and there was a bd droid that showed up in book of boba fett this past season too i don't know if it's meant to be kale's uh, droid bd1 uh but it that was the first time we got like a live action uh version of bd showing up in a in a star wars series so that was interesting and this is going to be coming out next year too so uh i'm gonna have to go back and and beat that that first game before that and you'll you'll have to check out that um like the cutscenes youtube video (laughs) for it i will definitely uh make sure i watch those because there's no way i can play the games unfortunately folks and then we'll just be on the floor spinning (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah we'll definitely cover that when it comes out next year too um, but we'll have to wait for someone to do a cut a cutscene video for it. 
Uh, oh, there'll be speed runs and cutscenes two minutes after it's released. It'll be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure someone will stay up like for twelve hours, fourteen hours the first time, like the day it comes out, and just beat it. Uh, the last bit of news uh, for this like half of Star Wars Celebration news that we're going to be covering is uh, they had a sorry a little ad blocker showed up when I went to the website. Mm-hmm. Here, uh, I love it. Here we go. Star Wars Star Wars Rebels characters are confirmed to show up in the live action Ahsoka series. So they they talked about for the Ahsoka series we're going to be getting uh, Hera Sadula in the show. Uh, we had already known we were going to get Sabine uh, and we're also going to be getting uh, the droid Chopper. So that only leaves now at this point uh, the character Zeb which is kind of he Zeb if for people that don't know he was he's based off of the original uh, Ralph McQuarrie uh, concept art for Chewbacca and what Chewbacca was meant to look like originally. So this is what Zeb actually en- ended up looking like in the show. Uh, they haven't announced anything about him being in it. And then, uh, so, and the, I guess the the trailer that they showed for Ahsoka at Celebration actually. So there's this mural. It's not that much of a spoiler for uh, Rebels, since I know that you haven't seen it yet, Mike. Uh, but <laughs> there's this. There's a mural at at. The, it's like the last shot one of the last shots of the show is this mural of the the main characters of the show and i guess in the this live action trailer that they showed at celebration you see sabine looking at a live action version of this trailer but it's it's basically a one-for-one recreation uh, mm-hmm. of that that same mural from the show so it's, it's really cool that they're doing that so i'm curious if we'll eventually get any casting for the character of Ezra from that show because so with that show too uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn was in the show as well uh, and you were talking about Mads Mikkelsen a little bit earlier his brother uh, did the voice of Thrawn in the series so I'm, I'm wondering if he'll end up playing if his brother will end up playing the the live action version of well because it seems like the whole storyline to the Ahsoka series is going to be about her attempting to find uh, Admiral Thrawn to kind of take him down mm-hmm. and find a, another character that was lost with him during the show. So I'm definitely very curious about that show and um, very excited to see what's ahead for it as well. Uh, but that's going to... Oh, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. excited for this. Um, when uh, Rosario Dawson's version of her appeared... In Mandalorian, I was like, "Who the hell are you?" I need to know more. So yeah, and I will say, having a character named Sabine is just weird in my head <laughs> because my next door neighbor growing up's mother was named Sabine, <laughs> and she was a chain smoking alcoholic <laughs> who screamed obscenities all the time. Oh man! So it's just this weird. Steve Charles's mom. Okay. To give you a reference. Another another reference very few people will get. <laughs> but it was just like, I just remember being chewed out by her and yelled at by her so many times. And oh, man. Not, not that it's bad, it's part of growing up, but it was just like, that. that's what's ingrained in my mind for that name. Anywho. <laughs> Onward. <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would definitely, I would highly recommend checking out Rebels. We'll we'll have to maybe do like a, a rewatch or, well rewatch for me, watch for you, and a lead up to mm-hmm. the the Ahsoka series coming out next year in twenty twenty three, because that'll definitely uh, build up. Well, because we'll have to watch Clone Wars too, because uh, oh man, yeah, there, yeah, there's a lot, and the, I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna really touch about Plus it. All this new stuff that's coming. Yeah. The, the, <coughs> We'll talk about this more uh, later this week, but they they also announced a show called Tales of the the Jedi, uh, and in, it's going to be a, an, yet, an animated series. And one of the things I saw about that is that it's going to touch on uh, Soka as a a child uh, and her her mother in that. So that should be interesting to see as well. So we have a little bit more of Soka's storyline filled in there. That's one thing Star Wars does great. Just as a 
franchise is every character seems to have a childhood backstory in some fashion. Yeah. Or you get some of the backstory. You're not left wondering who the hell they are. As if they're important, that is. There's some plen- plenty of people out there that don't need a backstory. But if yeah. they're important and they do something relevant, they seem to get thrown into a backstory somehow. And it's just something they always do well. Yeah, I agree. But that's that's going to do it for our, our first kind of round of celebration news. For this episode, we'll have more celebration news and follow-up in part three coverage for Obi-Wan. Uh, but with that, we're going to move on to our main topic for the week. But before we give our thoughts about the episodes, uh, we have a listener voicemail audio with a recognizable voice that you all may remember. And so here it is. Obi-Wan Kenobi, episodes one and two, I thought were very solid episodes. They moved the plot along. They got us to where we need to go, kind of set up the universe, what's been going on over the last 10 years. And I was just happy watching episodes one and two, being back in this world, being in this era, the prequel era, and getting you know getting to know where all these characters are that we've loved. So I had a smile, I had a grin from ear to ear looking at the background, looking at, okay, what's going on over here? What's going on over here? And trying to dissect everything that I was seeing. I need to see it probably a couple more times just to get the grand scope of it and see everything that was happening. But I really enjoyed it from the perspective of a Star Wars fan. And I really want to see, because there's only four episodes left, you know, how are they going to spread out the remaining story amongst these four episodes? That's what I'm really curious about. How is Hayden playing into this? How much of Anakin and Vader are we going to see? That opening shot of Order 66, give me an entire movie of Order 66. That was amazing. So I cannot wait to see what happens. Boys, this is where the fun begins. All right, and we are back. Thank you, Vactor, for that voicemail. Uh, Very appreciated. Thank you. Yeah, those are some great thoughts about both parts one and parts two of shocking Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't. I don't know if we agree with them. We'll we'll have to see uh, <laughs> as we discuss parts one and part two. Uh, and then, if you want to hear a little bit more about. Uh, Mike's initial thoughts too. I'll put a link to the video in our show notes too. But Mike also posted a video on his YouTube channel, uh, doing a review of these first two episodes as well. So you can also check that video out there. Uh, but that'll be I'm in our show notes too. Much louder there than I am here. Be <laughs> yeah. aware. But yeah. So I now I guess with the show, like I was waiting for maybe like there to be like episode titles because like I had kind of pre-made a bunch of the like show notes for like the following weeks, like with episode title tbd like as a, like a placeholder but it seems like each episode is just gonna be called part one part two so on and so forth mm-hmm. but so for part one and so we're not gonna go uh like beat by beat by beat by beat we're kind of gonna kind of talk about like our main like the things that stood out to us in each of these episodes the things that we liked the most and it's kind of like our, our general feelings on, on like the start of the series so far too. So like the one of the things I liked a lot in this this part one uh, in the first episode was how it starts off uh, with Order sixty six on Coruscant. We see this group of younglings being trained at the the Jedi Temple, and it it starts on this character that I'm pretty sure is a young version of Reva, which I'm I'm assuming will end up finding that out later on in the in this series but like we, we see uh this group of younglings and they're the, the dread eye trainer like basically take on all the clones and they're going through the the jedi temple uh, it's just kind of a like a cool other take that we've seen on this like i think in the past year we've seen this like two or three times now between like book of boba fett with grogu uh, flashback mm-hmm. of route 60 or route 66 uh <laughs> Order 66. Uh, Route 66 would be uh, Star Wars meets Cars. Uh, but, yeah, what did, what did you think about, like, how they decided to, to open the show? Like this? When that happened, I mean, just because of the timing of the release and the state of the country, oh, yeah. my stomach just was like, oh, no. 
they couldn't possibly show what they're going to show. But it turned out okay. Like, yeah. they didn't show anything that tie like that bad. And uh, your point that it's Reva there, like, I didn't think of that. So that's interesting. I did not get that wavelength connection that you got. It's very, very interesting thought. I wonder if the ages line up because I don't know how old she's supposed to be now. And oh, then. yeah. But. I don't know. Yeah, because this having, is meant to be. Yeah, because then it says 10 years later. 10 years. And. Yeah, and I'm sure it's not just like a random kind of like throwaway scene, and the fact that no, it's it like got to have some more importance in some fashion. It like it starts the shot and like kind of pulls into her, and then pulls out to like expand to everybody. So like it's interesting that it focuses on that that character first. Yeah, that that character is gonna have some something come about, and we're all gonna be like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was. I like it started off with the recap of Revenge of the Sith, which made me. I had a chuckle. Well, not the, the prequels, not just Revenge of the Sith, but I had a chuckle because I forgot about Obi Wan's haircut. Oh, the, the jelly mullet and the rat tail. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, I forgot about that and had a good laugh. Yeah, they spent this. But then, like, I that opening scene where they had Order sixty six. It was needed so you can figure like just to get the base of where you were, but just with the state of the country and. I was just like, my heart sank. I was like, oh no. Yeah. And yeah, not to bring up Stranger Things again in, in the, the Star Wars podcast, but like they had, mm-hmm. like they had their own kind of disclaimer at the, the start of, right. of their show too, because of kind of how that, <laughs> that show starts as well. They're like, this, this was made a year ago. It, it's, Sorry. <laughs> it's just that. It's it's very yeah, it's similar just, to what happened, um, but yeah, it's it's the world we live in, unfortunately, and yeah, it shouldn't be that way. I'll say that. Yeah, but then then we we jump ahead ten years uh, to Tatooine, and we see basically you know uh, Obi Wan going through the the motions of his day to day life, uh, where and he looks Which like I he, thought was greatly done. Yeah, because it's so. Boring. I liked how they shot it, and it was. Uh, like Deborah Chow did it so that it was like shot like the same way for like each day, so you can see mm-hmm. like how he's kind of going through this like monotony. It's so of... boring and monotonous. It just adds just a layer to like you feel what he's going through, in my opinion. Yeah, and like we see that like he's um, he he has like these chances to to kind of like do something. <laughs> yeah, do something, but then he doesn't because he's you know trying to lay low and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we we see like him make his way back to his like where he's living, which is like close to the like the large homestead, uh, but but it's also not like the same hut that he has uh, come episode four of Star yeah. Wars. So it'll be interesting to see with that. And we see him get like a like a visit from a, a Jawa. And what I thought was kind of cool is that he Love buys that. like he, he buys that. like the. <laughs> basically that toy that we see mm-hmm. Luke playing or I guess not playing with but because he's like 19 and right and a new hope but are you supposed to be at 19 but he's like playing with that same thing so I think it's cool that that we know like ultimately that like oh we want to like, him yeah like dropping the stuff off although that one Lars brings back and it like he throws it at we want and it like breaks and stuff but it's interesting to like he's he has like all these like these nightmares like with kind of now do you think these are like nightmares that he's actually seen because some of the stuff that like they show in the nightmares are stuff like he wasn't present for or mm-hmm. around for because it's like we see we see like jake lloyd young anakin flying in the ship like when he takes out like uh in the the starfighter but that's also like when obi-wan's like fighting maul with qui-gon Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's just like his maybe like his mind like or force is like his force connection to Anakin is kind of melding some of like these memories of that are interconnected yeah, that's, with them. That's the way I took it was him. it's all having to do with the force and the how that the Jedi's have that afterlife where they're all connected. Yeah. And like when he wakes up from that too, he like he's like he calls out to uh, Qui Gon, 
And mm-hmm. now, did you think we were gonna see Liam Neeson or hear Liam Neeson? I did, because uh, based on our previous talk last week about this and how you, the blue light and all that was like kind of shining on him. Yeah. I was like, oh, we are going to see him. And then nothing happened. I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if that's. Gonna, Prelude. Yeah. Like we can kind of like hop around between episodes one and two, but like, like when he, so he, he never ignites his saber and he doesn't like, we don't hear Qui-Gon. I'm wondering if that's going to be specifically stuff that's held very specifically to a to a certain time to make it more special when it does happen mm-hmm. um so like whenever that may be maybe it's part part four of this series part five maybe the last it's episode. Pr- it's, my it's, if it's not the last episode they're gonna have it next i i feel it might be in the middle or some heightened moment where he's refusing to be a jet it's just like in this one like in episode two when he had to reveal he was a jedi using his powers I feel like that's going to be, like, something... He's, like, refusing to do it, and then all of a sudden, Qui-Gon appears, like, damn it, do it. <laughs> yeah. And you then, gotta do it. And then we have, like, we see the Inquisitors make their way to to the... Um, onto the... I think it was... I think it was Maz Eisley? I don't remember. Or Maz I don't recall, but it was... Yeah, I, I had a laugh at that part, because when the Jedi runs away... And he makes that thing fall. It was so anticlimactic, and what he makes fall was just so pathetic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, I laugh because it's like that didn't slow him down at all. That's yeah, just and this is where, and this is where we get like the like our first kind of interaction between uh, Reva and the Grand Inquisitor, and uh, I think the fifth brother. Uh, fifth brother, yeah. Yes, uh, Sun Kong from uh, Han from. Fast and the Furious movies, uh, and kind of see like how uh, Reva's got like this chip on her shoulder. She's like, like super, just like willing to like just like cut this dude down, <laughs> like without like, like without even thinking down. about it. And like the Inquisitors are like more like kind of like nuanced and mm-hmm. uh, kind of like well thought out to it. So like they all they're like n- the three of them aren't kind of like coalesced or on like the same page at all for any of this stuff. So mm. that's kind of interesting as well. And we see well, now, kind of... let me ask you something about the inquisitors. I'm not a hundred percent. I know who they are. I've seen them, but I don't know much about their backstory and maybe it was done because of other reasons, but why was Reva not basically painted white? So in, in this, uh, the, so all of the inquisitors are of different, of different species and uh mm-hmm. and whatnot so like uh the grand inquisitor he's from like Utapau, and like you know like they that character like as we saw in revenge of sith that's kind of like what they look like with like the mm-hmm. the face markings and whatnot um and specifically this character they it's not so much a spoiler for rebels but they uh he's in the, the first season of rebels you can and spoil they, it that's fine <laughs> they they basically touch on the fact that like he's a former uh, Jedi Temple uh, guard that's mm-hmm. been turned, and then uh, so like with all the Inquisitors, they're former uh, like Force sensitive, uh, either Jedi's right. or they uh, were people that were Force sensitive that were like turned. So they're not fully Sith because they're not like you know trained in mm-hmm. the ways of like Sith and whatnot. Uh, so specifically for like the Inquisitor, the way like he looks like that, that's just that's just like part of like his uh, like culture and whatnot. So that's why he looks specifically like that. But then, um, like Sun King, he's a he's a different species of character. Right. And, it just it looked like they had the other three you see painted white, and then she wasn't. Which whatever, I don't care. I was just curious if it was the actress. I being think like, that I'm might be partly that, too, because uh, in there like. They're, they're kind of talking to her like she's like less than them too like or they found her in the gutter and yeah so, so there's like, like yeah there's almost like classism too yeah uh, that's a good point like how they're the first brother second brother third brother fifth whatever and so on and so forth so that might be playing into it as well so that could, could be different stuff to see from there and it could also yeah so that that definitely is something to keep 
keep in mind for the future for there too and then like so from that like we see like this whole interaction obi-wan eventually interacts with this jedi that's on the run um and then ultimately yeah. <laughs> ultimately ultimately this dude gets hung uh, mm. this, this is one of the safety brothers too that's playing <laughs> so if, if you guys have seen like uncut gems uh, that's have not that's seen one that of movie the, the dudes that directed that uh, that, I thought that it was a, interesting that yeah. Obi-Wan's advice to him was take your lightsaber and bury it in the desert. Because I remember watching uh, what is it, Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And at the end, she buries the lightsabers in the desert. And I was like, why are you doing that? And it kind of plays back to that for yeah. me. Like, that's just, a, I guess, I don't know if it's a Jedi thing. But. That is kind of funny now, too, because now Anakin, Anakin hates sand so much. But his his lightsaber has been buried in the sands of Tatooine twice, because it it was it was buried with uh, Obi Wan's here, and then Ray buries it again with uh, Leia's saber at the end of Rise of Skywalker. So that's kind of funny. And Tennessee you know, Williams didn't want to be buried in St. Louis, and guess where he's buried? St. Louis, Kansas City. No, uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, so that that is kind of interesting. And uh, another thing of note um, that uh, my friend my friend Ralph pointed out was that in the in a New Hope, on um, Luke's slash Anakin saber, there's like these little like white bubbles, like clear bubbles, like on the hilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, that in like episodes five and later on is like replaced by like a circuit board, and in episodes episode three it was that circuit board as well so what was interesting is that in this episode of obi-wan it's back to that like those clear white bubble things mm-hmm. to, to have it match uh episode four but it's interesting that then in episode three that it was like how it is in right. episode five so but that's kind of cool that they they went back to to change that at all to just make that little key minor like detail change for the saber yeah, I, I can agree with that. I didn't notice that myself, but yeah, I didn't notice it until he pointed it out, and, th- and then I watched. I'll definitely know. I'll definitely look on my rewatch. Yeah, and then speaking of Leia, like we did, this was something that I I was not expecting. I don't know why I didn't expect to see her in the show because we knew Luke was going to be in it. I thought, I guess maybe well, everything. I, I, didn't, like, I didn't think to like leading up this to extent it. she was going to be in it. No, and I, I'm so pumped for that because, again, if you go back to last week's episode, like my question was, where's Leia? Why don't they care about her? And here we are. Yeah. Like, she's not getting Jedi training, to my knowledge. But no. still, like, we know Luke doesn't have any interaction with Obi-Wan until A New Hope. So, like, the whole premise of this, I thought it was going to be Obi-Wan on the run and begging Owen constantly to train him. Yeah. And I'm... I'm so happy that it's not so far because Owen's a douche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I can kind of see it from his point of view too, where he's basically. I, yeah, I, can, I can too. I, I like his half brother became a Jedi and, and as far as he know, died because of poor training. And yeah. Ne- but, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, so like we're, we're introduced to, to Leia on, on Alderaan and, it's like this, like long prolonged shot of of who we assume is Leia, like getting like you know outfitted and whatnot for the day, and mm-hmm. then she pulled a, a stunt that her mom used to do with you know having her handmaiden <laughs> be her decoy, yeah, uh, and then she's Good just tie back, and it's it's cool to they did a great job with casting uh, this actress. This, I guess this little girl was in the the Bird Box movie too. Uh, where she Not was familiar with that movie, the the it was that one that like Sandra Bullock was in with uh, like people like saw some random. It was like on Netflix where the people would. It see wasn't some... the, that's not the one where she's blindfolded the whole time, right? It's the other one she did for Netflix. No, it's it's the blindfolded one. Oh, I haven't watched it. I wanted to watch it, never did. Yeah, this is the, so I guess yeah, this little girl was in that, um, but yeah, she's great, and I can I can uh, she hits the. Like you can see, that that little girl like like grow to nine years later be 
like within the the course of like the timeline to be the the, the layout that we're introduced to in a new hope and mm-hmm. uh we we get a a shot of uh red hot chili peppers flea uh, i was gonna ask you if that's who that was i swear i was like it's flea and i tried yeah, to look it up i pointed I they didn't have him anywhere yeah i pointed it out to petra i was like hey look it's needles from back to the future yeah uh but yeah and like he he had like a big role well not he like a significant role between this episode and the uh, part two a lot uh, of screen time for flea yeah so and then like she ultimately gets taken to uh this other planet dayu uh, that we'll talk about more in the, the part two episode uh but this like leads uh bell organa with jimmy smith's back uh to, oh, to, Jimmy Smith. To go get uh, Obi-Wan. Uh, what I did like, though, with... Uh, really quick, before we completely leave uh, Leia in this first episode, uh, <laughs> was I like how, um, basically, she verbally dressed down her, her cousin, who was mm-hmm. be- being a huge douche about, like, I don't talk to lower life forms. She's like, oh, so I guess I shouldn't have talked to you then. <laughs> yeah. And Well, you- it's great, because it's like, it shows you who Leia was. That she's got that whole Carrie Fisher vibe of like Leia's not going to just sit there and take it which is was great to have at a young age like it's not like to show that that's who she was to her core she's a leader she's going to just she's going to she's not she's not one to lay down yeah well what was her the silver one something with a y i can't remember what she called it oh uh so yeah, with the the silver three uh, PO or protocol droid, I I'm not sure. It was she said something with a Y, and I just can't remember exactly the phrase. Yeah, that I know it probably did have a name, but that I'm not sure. I I did think it was cool that we we saw Anthony Daniels or heard Anthony Daniels as three PO in that mm-hmm. scene, and R two is in the back as well. Um, but. Yeah, like and then like like we said, uh, Bell went to, to Tatooine to to basically tell Obi Wan like you you gotta can you you gotta do this for me. You gotta and, do something. And Obi Wan's like I can't. You, you gotta get a, a better dude because mm-hmm. he's, he's basically cut himself off off from the Force. So right, yeah, it's definitely um, as far as performance wise, I I Jimmy Schmidt uh, Jimmy Schmidt yeah. Jimmy Smith, I don't know, like, he's too unconvincing, in my opinion. He's gotten a ton of work out of just, just from, yeah. from between episode two to episode three to Rogue One, uh, to now this as well, too. It's, it's cool that, um, Bail Organ has, has ended up having like so, so big of a role after mm-hmm. initially you know just be i'll take her <laughs> yeah or being like just like uh, leia talking about him mm-hmm. in a new hope and i always think about that with like uh like younger like generations watching star wars like maybe like in a timeline order mm-hmm. is like how much more of an impact that has on them when they then watch alderaan get destroyed in a new hope because they actually like know characters and whatnot that are living on that planet. So maybe it hits them a little bit harder than, you know, than it would uh, people that initially saw the films, you know, way back in the seventies when it first came out. Well, once speaking of that, it's just the more star Wars stuff that comes out, the more disservice it does to the original ones, in my opinion, because with computers and CGI, they do so much more. And, like, the stories are just so much... Because people have had 40, 50 years yeah. to sit with this franchise and put their own take on it. So it's just... I'm not... It just it seems like it does the originals a disservice not to take anything away from them. Because, like, you go back yeah, and I watch them yeah. and it's just like they seem chintzy and cheap and there's so many flaws because of story like the way the stories unfold like uh, we're talking about c3po and r2d2 it's like why didn't they 
mention like, yeah, I knew your dad. <laughs> like I was there well, when you were born. <laughs> well, three PO uh, had his his memory wiped at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Right, but R two did. But like, yeah, R two just just better at keeping a secret. <laughs> yeah, because no, I mean, we we know we know three PO can't can't keep his mouth shut. Yep, very true. Three three PO's a a gossipy bee. R R two knows that snitches get stitches, so he's like, "All right, I don't I won't say anything." Nah, it's just um, yeah, just it's it's kind of painful in a way when you go back and watch the originals because like you know all this other stuff that the when they yeah. first came out you didn't know, but I guess that's the way of life. Yeah. I that leads credence to like um like I guess which order people introduce like their kids to like watching them too. Like, I'm going by the way they these, came out originally. Yeah, like all these different versions. You can do like the machete order, the, mm. the release order, the chronological order. Or you can do the Topher Grace edit. So you can <laughs> put it all in the fifteen can, down to fifteen minutes. Yeah. Or whatever he did. But yeah. Um so I guess that kind of wraps up mostly like our discussion of part one episode, uh, but then going into part two, Obi Wan arrives on on the planet of Dayu, and one of the things that I, I thought was really cool here was that uh, we see like he runs into uh, basically an old clone trooper, uh, yeah. played by Tamara Morrison, and I thought that and what's kind of cool about this is uh, it's kind of subtle, but the the color markings on his armor is the blue 501st mm-hmm. uh, armor, which was Anakin's uh, group of troopers that he had. So that's kind of interesting as well. That Did he give him credits? I, I don't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't recall. But like you could see, just like how like uh, like like how like yeah, triggers something like, that yeah. yeah, and it. That was really cool how they did that. It was cool to have Tamara Morrison cameo as just like a random yeah. clone trooper. Well, that it, made it me wasn't... think, like, he's a vet. Like, you think of it like the Vietnam vets that are always portrayed yeah. in TV and all that. It's like begging on the side of the road. In this universe, there could be thousands of the same looking guy begging on every street corner. So it's oh, just yeah. like, and they're all the same person in a way. So it's yeah, it could lead to something like, and Boba it just Fett shows like how much Boba like Fett. these troopers. Yeah, yeah, if they really wanted to, uh, like with all these troopers, it's um, like it just shows like how much like they that's like their whole identity is is being mm-hmm. being that trooper because I mean that's literally what they were created for. <laughs> Yeah, they were, uh, they were cloned like, to essentially die. <laughs> the the series uh, like uh, uh, Clone Wars, the Rebels, and Bad Batch have all done like a good job of showing these different stories with uh, different different troopers that have had like the inhibitor chip removed from the brain, so that the Route sixty six or I don't know why I keep saying Route sixty six. Order sixty six uh, command doesn't affect them at all. I think mm-hmm. I'm seeing Route sixty six because I'm looking at a, a cars Pixar poster off to my right Subliminal. eye, so that keeps making me say that. But they've done a good job with like, yeah, yeah. So they've they've done a, like a good job with like setting up all these like different stories and showing how like, all these different troopers have come to be so it'll, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. with how the fact that they did this kind of like just like random homeless clone trooper that i feel like that opens the door for like maybe like the ahsoka series to have uh tamar marson in there as captain rex who was like a, a main mm-hmm. player clone trooper uh, that was with uh, ahsoka a lot and that in the clone wars mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe obi-wan will run into commander cody Mm-hmm. It was like his dude during the the Clone Wars that we saw him in a uh, Revenge of the Sith, so that should be interesting. And then, then we get on Dayu, we get 
Kumal Ninjiani playing, uh, <laughs> basically being a like a grifter, uh, making people think that he himself is a Jedi with, with, with magnets and smoke and mirrors, basically. What did you think about like that, like whole thing with, uh, Kamal Ninjiani as like the fake Jedi? I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't think it was needed in a way. I like, cause I, I know he's in more episodes. It's just, it seemed like it could have been a one-off thing that you didn't need to have such star power behind because I just I don't want it to be shoehorned into episodes just to have a callback but that's just my take it was good yeah. it showed I'm um where they I'm are I'm wondering the if it's like can take it. yeah if it's just like like the the start of because like he showed he came back like later in the episode and like kind of redeemed himself for what he was doing earlier mm-hmm. so i'm or i'm wondering he? maybe he set him up <laughs> yeah maybe um but, but yeah like we noticed that he's in more episodes like, so i am wondering like like what his role in later episodes will be for the show as well too so that should be, be interesting to see that um but like we see like with uh with obi-wan uh, rescuing leia like she doesn't trust him that he's that he's uh, a Jedi and trying to save her, and she wants him to like prove it, do like all of this Jedi stuff. And he's like, I can't do that. I gotta like play it low key. Are you mad? Yeah, I'm just like ignite the saber out here in front of everybody. Yeah, it's it definitely added some drama having because you know what he can do. You know he can just basically like force control everyone. Just be like, you don't know who I am, and then wave his hand and like, Oh, I don't know you. And then walk away. But, and it's, yeah. so it's, it adds an element of drama. Cause you're just like, damn it. You're like on Leia's side, like do something, you know, you can like, yeah. So like, like, yeah, we know like eventually, like ultimately what that's going to lead to with, um, so by a series of events, she, she climbs out like onto like in between two buildings, like, one of those two things I thought actually was going to happen here was that she was going to like try to jump between the two buildings and, and we're going to see, or yeah, we we're going to see some kind of Jedi ability with her, like yeah, just like inherent subtle ability where she could just make that jump. Um, but then since that didn't happen, that forced Obi-Wan to have to basically reconnect with the force. And you could just see like how disconnected he was from it with how long it took for him to be able to, Right. Like grab her and like slow her down. Yeah, because so. in the uh, the Abrams saga, they meant don't they mention Luke training Leia in the ways of the Force, or is that something else? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's some um, some flashbacks in Rise of Skywalker to to Luke and Leia training, um, and it's touched touched upon a bit in. Uh, Last Jedi and in Force Awakens a little bit too. I know, like, like in the expanded universe books, like, um, in like the late '80s, uh, early '90s, there's like a whole bunch of stuff that, like, in those books, like about mm-hmm. Leia being a Jedi. Uh, right. But like in the films themselves, yeah, like that's where it, that first came up. And so, like the the last little bits of like things that happen in here, are, like we had more stuff with the Inquisitors and Dayu. Uh, Reva doing like her whole thing with basically uh, if anyone's seen like John Wick like they put she basically put like the like the kill or not like the kill but like the you know like the bounty out for Obi-Wan mm-hmm. that it reminded me a lot of like uh, like one of like the like one of the scenes in the John Wick films where like like this bounty goes up for for Keanu Reeves and like you see it show up like on all of like these these hitmen's phones mm-hmm. at the same time and like the same thing kind of happens here with like that bounty for for obi-wan and he's like oh crap and he's, <laughs> he's well, like trying to get out of there this makes me feel like they're gonna pull in boba fett in some fashion like you're gonna see him yeah. up here that could happen yeah or like maybe like bosk or uh like ig 88 or something like that mm-hmm. or 
I think I think Din Jarn's probably way too young still at this point because this is like thirty years or so be before like Mando. So I think he's he would be too young to sh he himself would be too young to show up. But mm -hmm. some of the others might be able to, or maybe like a uh, Cad Bane uh, who was in uh, Book of Boba Fett. He might show up because right. he's around during this time. Um, You're gonna get some Mandalorian of some kind, I feel. Yeah, and so now, like the last few things to touch on in this episode, at least. Um, now, Reva and ends up kind of interacting with Obi Wan, and as they're trying to get off the planet on the transport that uh, Kimmel and Gianni sent them to, and. Like she's kind of like taunting him like a cat and mouse kind of thing mm -hmm. and like she even brings up anakin which is interesting too because not a lot of people know that anakin is still alive like not a lot of people know that darth vader and anakin are the same person mm -hmm. so i find that interesting that that she knows that vader is anakin and yeah so forth uh and then the Inquisitor shows up while she's doing that, and he's basically like, I'm going to take over and take Obi-Wan out myself cause, or get him so that he basically can take the credit for it. And she, like, sabers him in the gut, Kyle, you know, Kylo Ren to Han Solo style. Yeah, but, that was kind of... I liked it, but at the same time, I was like, man, that kind of made the Grand Inquisitor look awful like he's supposed well, to be what's kind of jedi-esque and i don't know so the what was me and uh, patrick looked at each other at this because we were like wait what because this same character is the like the main bad guy of season one of rebels which takes place five years after this yeah, it's and he's in more episodes so, of this. I know that. I'm assuming he he either has some admin work done like Fennec Shan did mm. uh, in between Mando and uh, Book of Boba Fett, or some some other kind of shenanigans like how Darth Maul uh, survived beating being you know Cut in Captain Carter. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Captain so Carter. I don't, I don't know that, that that's what I'm curious about there too with that. So I, I'm very curious about that. Yeah. That's, that's a new, new verb. Uh, but then, yeah, she tells, tells Obi-Wan Anakin is alive and like basically that brings like on like this huge, like almost like anxiety, the panic attack that Obi-Wan starts mm -hmm. having where like you just hear like the sound like go out and he just says Anakin and then it like smash cuts from there to Anakin in his uh, back to tank mm -hmm. uh, not with his full mask on but with like, like a mouth you know like breathing apparatus right uh, we see Hayden in there with like all this prosthetic makeup on um, and how like you know like bulked up for the role a bit um, mm -hmm. just in here, like the classic breathing and like his eyes just like open up almost like they're both sensing each other at that same time. And yeah. That's like, what just, I took it as is like that connection was rekindled. Yeah. A, a presence I've not felt since. Uh, but yeah. And then he just looks like he's like super pissed. And then that's pretty much where this part two episode ends. So, so where's part so three? That, Damn that it, has Disney. me uh, very excited to. Yeah, Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday. So uh, yeah, and when and what what day is that? June. June first. June yeah. June first, we we will get part three, and we'll be back that day to talk about that too. But I I was very happy about these first two episodes that we got for this. I, I really like the tone, and the 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 storytelling so far and how it's being paced out uh, for this series. I like Deborah Chow's uh, direction uh, for it. And it's good to see, 
Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's basically like he never like left playing the role. Uh, yeah, Joel that's how, that's how I felt. Was great like, again as Owen Lars. Right so, yeah, it's awesome that George Lucas, or I don't, he probably didn't cast him specifically, but whoever cast uh, Joel Egerton back for Attack of the Clones back in 2001 or 2001, they filmed it, I'm assuming. Uh, they did a good job picking out Joel Egerton then because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they didn't know what his career would be nowadays 20 years ago so mm-hmm. it's pr- pretty awesome uh but yeah i really i really enjoyed it i'm looking forward to part three here in a few days uh did you have any like final thoughts that you wanted to share on these i couldn't we be happier up? with the direction this took like i had my expectations and hopes and what i thought the show was going to be and i was like that's not what i want it to be and then it's like they read my mind we're like we're going to make this for you i'm taking credit for this this is my idea yeah. But there you go. Was, I'm so happy that it's more. I'm hoping it follows more of Obi Wan and like has more Leia in it than it than not. Because I've always wondered like we know Luke's story. I didn't really really like. I was interested in Obi Wan's story, but I really didn't want to see young Luke and because you know they don't yeah. really see each other for ten more years or whatever. So yeah. I couldn't be happier. Diff- and the storytelling di- has been great. Direction's been great. I love the first episode. And how it is so boring when you're watching it, but that's, I, I'm a hundred percent certain it was done intentionally, because oh, yeah. they, they they wanted you to feel like this is what he's been doing to survive. For sure, and I I can just feel like it pacing up and escalating with each coming episode, especially now with that little tease of, of Vader at the end, mm-hmm. at the end of episode two. Yeah, guys, that's going to do it for our, our review recap of Parts 1 and Parts 2 of the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. Uh, you guys can leave us a review on the podcast catcher of your choice if it allows you to do so. I um, believe it's Spotify and Apple Podcasts right now or pretty much any other one that lets you do it. Um, it definitely helps us out a lot to do it. It makes us more visible to everybody else to find us. Uh, you can find the show on social media at Holdapod on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, you can just search for the Hold Maneuver podcast on YouTube. Uh, and then you can follow us individually on those places as well on Instagram and Twitter. I'm just at my first and last name, at Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-R-T. I'm and then at Michael Soren, um, last name, not spelled the way it sounds. That's S-A-W-R-A-N, and then there's an underscore. And that's both Instagram and Twitter. I am very boring on there, so if you do follow me, don't expect much. Yeah, we're, we're easy We're easy to find. Uh, uh, and then our editor for the episodes is uh, Vactor. You can find him at that name on all the places as well. You can email us at holdapod at gmail.com. And then, as always, we are grateful to George Lucas for creating the Star Wars universe. Oh, thank the baker. <laughs> <laughs>